Let's roll, baby. Welcome in the East Coast Bias Boys, back by popular demand. Another week. Raheem Palmer, Joe House, JJ Johnson Stremsky here on the Ring of Gambling Show, here each and every week on FanDuel TV. And gentlemen, we have ourselves a new NBA champion. The Denver Nuggets in five games take down the Miami Heat. I think it's fair to say game five was the most entertaining game, hands down, of this five-game series. You got a lot of fight. You got a lot of intensity coming out of the Miami Heat. It was not exactly house the prettiest game and the game that was the easiest on the eyes. But if you're a fan of competitive, hard-nosed, back-and-forth type of basketball, that's exactly what you got in the fourth quarter of that game. Denver answering Miami, Miami making one last run, Miami getting the benefit of that Jimmy Butler Fugazi three-point foul call, which I can't understand for the life of me. But we finally got ourselves a game that really felt like it came down to the nitty-gritty. So thank you, Nuggets and Heat, because game five, last game of the NBA season. House, it was a good one. It was a good one, JJ. I enjoyed in the Twitter feeds, there was a lot of uh, very funny commentary. And this this idea was in my head as well. Like, this is a very expensive college basketball game. This is, you know, it had that that look because of, you know, all of the missed shots, but the but the desperation and the effort was there the entire game. Enjoyed it super duper very much. And how about this? A very funny old NFL adage. Defense wins championships. The Denver Nuggets won the NBA championship because of their defense. Now, they you know, locked down Miami. Miami only got to 100 points in this series, one game. And, you know, they they held, they took away everything Miami wanted to do. We did get, thank God, one last vintage. Jimmy Butler, make everybody squeeze it tight a uh, couple of minutes. And it was super fun to watch. And, and, you know, it really added to the overall intensity. But at the end of the day, Winning the NBA Finals is about having uh, all of the right pieces in the right places at the right time, and that's how you get a Bruce Brown putback, a crucial putback, because you know Aaron Gordon's occupying bodies and Brown slips in behind him. You get a super duper crucial KCP steal, uh, 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 yeah, 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 from from Jimmy Butler, who's in the middle of the lane, and KCP sees it coming, like. It's about the role players. It's about the depth. It's about a team that was absolutely built the right way. They handled the business. They were the best team this year. And it feels very satisfying dream to have Denver go ahead and just validate this this playoff run after their their fantastic regular season, right? It was very satisfying. And you have to give credit to Mike Malone because Michael Porter Jr. took an Elavaz, you know, fadeaway jump shot with like two minutes to go. And he immediately inserted Bruce Brown, who got the go-ahead bucket. So, and I was saying it at the time. I'm like, I would, I would put in Bruce Brown at the time. So when he did it, I mean, it was just a testament to how great Malone has been throughout this series. Now, the one thing I will say is, I mean, look, the Denver Nuggets, they didn't shoot well at all in that game. I mean, they missed about 10 free throws. They they couldn't buy a three at all. But their defense was absolutely incredible. I mean, they held Miami to just 38 second half points. Miami was five for 20 from the field in the second half. They had like an 82 offensive rating. So defense 
won that game, and it truly wins tra- championships. So kudos to the Denver Nuggets. Very satisfying win. You know, Raheem House, we talked about this going into game five. Because of what we've seen from Miami this entire postseason run, I knew they weren't going to go quietly into the night. It's just not their way. It's just not their style. And, and sure enough, we saw Denver, who was in this position for the first time, right? The idea that they're trying to win the first championship in Denver Nuggets history. They're up three games to one. They had never been in this spot in the NBA Finals. And I think it's fair to say missing free throws the way that they did, missing three-point shots the way that they did, that they were a little tight going into this game. And Miami took advantage early on in this game. That's why I told you guys I liked that first half Miami Heat bet. And they took care of business for me, which was a thing of beauty to see. But Raheem, Denver takes the lead in the fourth quarter. It looks like Denver is going to pull away. You get that controversial call, which was a terrible call, by the the way. I mean, it was just an awful, awful, awful call. They review it. I don't know how they ruled a three-point shot. But anyway, was there a moment for you as you're watching that Jimmy Butler onslaught in the fourth quarter where he's ice cold for three quarters, then all of a sudden he's coming alive? It's like the Boston series. It's like the Milwaukee series all over again. Were you ever sitting there saying to yourself, damn, I think Miami might pull this game out? Yeah, I I truly thought that. I mean, when Jimmy Butler made back-to-back threes, because Denver had got it to seven, and at that point, I'm thinking Denver's going to cover. Butler makes a three. Denver comes back and makes another three, and I'm thinking Denver has this. But then Butler makes another three, and then he gets fouled on the following three-point shot, and I'm like, wow, Miami could pull this out. And then they actually took the lead. And then when I saw that Michael Porter Jr. jump shot, it was just like, oh, my God, Denver's going to choke this away. And... You saw how many missed free throws they had. You saw how many missed threes they had. It was right there for Miami to steal, and that's what they've been doing this entire postseason. But, I mean, Denver showed that they are a great team, and when it matters, they can get it done in the clutch. So it was it was awesome to see, but I was kind of scared for my Nuggets minus one-and-a-half series bet. Yeah, Dream and JJ, I was in that last stretch – yelling at the TV and the Twitter uh, sphere was doing the same thing. Get the Joker the ball. The Joker should touch the ball on every offensive possession in the last four. You could even stretch it to five minutes, but if you want to cut, cut him a little slack, let's say four minutes, he has to touch it unless it's a breakaway fast break. If you're running half court offense and you're the Denver Nuggets, I don't care if it's just one touch, one pass. He has to touch it. The folk, the focus of, of, of energy and what he does in terms of compromising the defense creates all of the mismatches that you want. So you don't want one-on-one Jamal Murray dribbling to one side. You definitely don't want Michael Porter Jr. catching the ball you know, near the free throw line with an off-balance thing when the entire series his off-balance jumper ha- hasn't worked. Um, so that, you know, if we're going to quibble around the edges and talk about part of why it felt so so dramatic, you know, that was some of, of the elements to it for sure. But ultimately, you know, with, with, with the way that, you know, Denver is built, and this is why we handicapped this thing the way we did at the outset of the series. It just felt like they had every answer because they can win a variety of different ways. We saw it throughout the playoffs, different teams, different challenges, different composition, and they figured it out each time. And then they just came in here and proved to everybody they can win ugly 
absolutely they can win ugly. No, no doubt about it. And 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 they did it. And they gave all these minutes. Who is Christian Brown? You know what I mean? Christian Braun Brown is 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 nobody except for a super important element to the Denver Nuggets winning the NBA championship because of the depth of that team, their institutional, uh, uh, you know, quality and their ability to, to have all their guys ready at the right moments. And, you know, he became an important part of the rotation when Michael Porter Jr., you know, for whatever reason, wasn't able to make the kind of contribution he'd made all the way up to that moment. So that that's, that's a team that's built the right way. And we'll have a time, I think, on this very show to start doing some prognostication about next season because it's already, you know, we're, everybody's chomping at the bit to try and, and think it, about what the ceiling is for this team, right, JJ? And they're bringing everybody back for the most part. We'll get into that when we do our futures look ahead. And FanDuel, of course, has the odds up for next year's NBA title. FanDuel doesn't waste any time as far as that concerned. Uh, Raheem doesn't waste any time because they already fired a bet on a certain team to go and win the NBA title for next year. And he did it before the NBA season even came to a close. But I'm glad, House, you mentioned Denver winning a variety of different ways in this series. And if you really think about it, they won a variety of different ways throughout the postseason. They got monster games from Jokic, obviously. He's the best player in the NBA. He's the best player on their team. They got games in which Jamal Murray went off and was an absolute monster. They had games in which Jokic and Murray were not particularly on their game and found a way to win. And to me, Raheem, the most impressive thing that Denver was able to do, and this is kind of when you knew, all right, this team has what it takes to go and win a championship. When they go and win game six in Phoenix, the way that they do in the second round of the playoffs, they smoked the Phoenix Suns. L.A., the Lakers had been a wagon, a machine, playing at home in the postseason. They go and take down the Lakers not once but twice and sweep them in four straight games. And then, of course, they go to Miami. They win game three. They win game four. As dominant as they were at home all year. That was a question we had about the Denver Nuggets. Are they going to be able to go and perform on the road? And then you look for him. They did nothing but win road game after road game after road game the last three rounds of the postseason. Yeah, I mean, when you look at this team, they were the most dominant team in the postseason. They were the most dominant team in the regular season. In the postseason, they had a net rating of plus eight. You know who was second? The Boston Celtics at plus 3.2. So nobody was even close to this team. I mean, they had the best offense, 118 points per one of possessions. They had one of the best defenses, 110 points per one of possessions. So this team was the best team all year long. And, and it's rare that you see such a thing in the modern NBA. It's just, I mean, wire to wire. And other than the time when they shut it down in March, this team was just absolutely dominant. So it was very satisfying to see them to win the NBA title and the way they got it done. I mean, they won road games. I mean, they swept the Lakers, who, you know, had been one of the best teams in the league since the trade deadline. I mean, no one was even close to this team. And they're coming back next year, and all these guys are young. I mean, all these guys are in their 20s. Jokic is in his prom. Jamal Murray probably hasn't even reached his prom. He, he, he's coming back from the ACL injury. You got Michael Porter Jr. He's dealt with a, a ton of injuries. He's finally, finally healthy. Aaron Gordon, he's in that Draymond Green type role. So I think the sky's the limit for this Denver Nuggets team. They're, they're not like the Bucs. I mean, the Bucs, everybody looked at them as the future, but they struggled even in their championship year. The Denver Nuggets were a juggernaut. I mean, they didn't struggle with anybody. 
So we know the deal, guys. The Denver Nuggets, NBA champions. But now we can kind of reflect on what we saw. We have been sitting here, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, for the last two and a half months. As you know, the NBA playoffs, it's like this ultimate day-to-day marathon affair. Games go off for months. Now we have seen the end. We have seen the culmination. Some lessons learned from the 2023 NBA postseason. We'll see what House Raheem and yours truly have in store. That's coming up next right here on East Coast Bias. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or visit rg-help.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So, gentlemen, now that all of this basketball has been played, we have been handicapping it day in and day out. My brain feels fried because of the fact that we are handicapping it day in and day out. You know, you think about it, House. Denver winning the championship, not particularly surprising. But what you did have this year is one of the craziest playoff runs you're ever going to see. Let's not forget the Miami Heat were losing in the playing round. On a Friday night to the Chicago Bulls, they were down five. I think there were five minutes to play. They won the game. They're an eight seed. They beat the Bucs. They beat the Knicks. They beat the Celtics and made it to the NBA Finals. First eight seed to make the Finals since the 99 Knicks. They do so in a full season. In addition to that, you have the Lakers who were in the playing around. The Lakers who were a joke two months into the year. They make some trades. Hachimura, Austin Reeves comes alive. All of a sudden, the Lakers win in the play-in and make it to the Western Conference Finals. Are we now in an era where we really have to be careful about what we see in the regular season? Because, yes, Denver was a terrific regular season team. But Miami and the Lakers, they're in the play-in. They make it to the Conference Finals. Do you think this will become more of a thing now as we move forward? Well, JJ, I have a lot of thoughts on that, but I want to talk about one particular era that we just uh, experienced and that that I'm looking forward to in seasons to come, and that's the hundreds era. Because JJ, our boy, the dream, just took us on a ride over the two and a half months. Our brains were fried, but he was cooking. He was cooking, JJ. The (laughs) dream ended up on the hundred dream. What was the ultimate record? What'd you finish at? We were 57, 41, and one. We hit 58% plus $1,092. So that's um, what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. 10 units in the pocket, baby. I hope those units had a lot of zeros behind them for everybody that was, that was tailing the dream, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I hope they did too. I mean, close to 11 units actually. So, and then nice. we still got the Dem- the Denver Nuggets at plus 500 to win the NBA title next year. That's down to plus 460. So, we got the best of it there on the way out. Yeah, a, a great number on the way out. But JJ, to answer your question, I will just sort of convey my concern because this is the 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 first time since the late 50s in the form of the Miami Heat, that a team has arrived in the playoffs with a negative point differential and made it to the NBA Finals. And the concern I have with respect to the the regular season and the regular season in the NBA um, being compromised is what we saw out of the LA Clippers, who had two stars that have, you know, a vulnerability, a frailty, an inability to play, you know, back to back through and 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 run through the full grueling grind of an 82 game season, and and I think the LA Clippers thought that they were going to be the Miami Heat. They wanted to be ready come playoff time. They wanted their guys to be healthy come playoff time. Now you can't control all of life's variables. So Paul George got hurt in the run up to the playoffs and was unavailable for them. And Kawhi was healthy for two games <laughs> and then he got hurt because un- unfortunately and sadly and god I love that guy when he's at the top of his powers um that's what happens to Kawhi now um but you know what I wonder is you know the the the, the Phoenix Suns uh at the trade deadline undertook a, a a massive swing you know to try and do some now the Suns move really had the future in mind, not necessarily this, this upcoming, the 2023 playoff run, but you know, they, 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 they went for it. Um, that, that's the sort of challenge, right? Like on a night in night out basis, who are you going to see on the floor? What's the quality of the basketball going to be? It makes it, you know, very hard to try and pin down what different teams are going to do, which is part of why I think we're celebrating the Denver nuggets. They left no doubt. They, they just went out and handled their business, built the right way, played the right way. They did have good injury fortune. That's always an important element of a championship team, having your best guys be healthy at the right time. It's part of why Miami ultimately proved to not be much of a challenge because Jimmy Buckets was clearly compromised. Tyler Hero missed the entire playoff run and you know various of their guys were dinged at different points so that the 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 nuggets won that aspect of of overall health as well but jj i i I am worried that some teams are looking and saying oh that's the blueprint we'll try and do the miami thing we'll try and do the lakers thing we'll try and do you know what 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 the the clippers by design uh tried to do and it really might hurt the 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 regular season what what do you think about all this dream I mean, it's tough just because I, I think you do have to have some continuity. I mean, we look at the, the Los Angeles Clippers. I, I know they tried to turn it on late, but for large parts of the season, they really struggle. And the one thing you have to recognize is that when you don't put it together in the regular season, you have to face a tougher task in the postseason. Now, I think Miami... They got a little bit of luck with, you know, the shooting variants. I mean, this is a team who was a bottom five three-point shooting team who instantly... I mean, they couldn't miss in the postseason. I think a lot of that was variance. So I, I'm I'm kind of torn. And then obviously next year they added the Commissioner's Cup, which is, you know, the in-season tournament. So I think the regular season will continue to matter because it allows you to, you know, find different things. I mean, you look at a coach like Doc Rivers. A lot of us Sixers fans, we always complain because, you know, 
he didn't, you know, make adjustments. He didn't play random guys in the regular season to know what he has in the postseason. So I think the regular season is still going to allow you to try different things. You still want to be able to know what you have so you can make those adjustments in the postseason. So I think there's a lot of truth in that, Raheem. I also Mm -hmm. think it's a double-edged sword. I think expecting to be Miami, a team to house this point with a negative point differential, a team that's like limping into the postseason, like that's an anomaly. Thinking you're going to be that and finding your way to the NBA Finals is asking a lot. But in this era now of load management and many of these teams, let's be honest, looking at the regular season as a warm-up to the postseason, I think you do have to maybe take a little bit of a grain of salt of what mm. you see in some of these regular season games. I do. I think it's kind of, mm. it, it's somewhere in the middle, right? Like, mm-hmm. obviously, taking care of your guys is important. Making sure that you know everything you need to know about your rotation and the chemistry is there and the feel and the cohesion is there. But for these veteran teams, Raheem, I don't think they're going to all of a sudden ramp it up now and go balls to the wall in the regular season. Like, I just... The way the NBA is set up now, I kind of think those days are over, dude. I do. Yeah, I I agree with that. I I think those days are over, but I think you're going to have – you have to show me something in the regular season. Like, I mean, like Denver, they were dominant up until March, and they basically shut it down. So, I mean, obviously you can't be Boston where, you know, you start off and you're the hottest team in the league, and then down the stretch you're not the same team. But I think you have to show something. And Dream's point about continuity and, and chemistry, that is kind of crucial, right? I mean, you, 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 part of why Denver experienced the success that they experienced is because role players like Christian Brown, Braun Brown, um, had some time. He got run during the regular season and he got run under the right circumstances with the right guys. You know, he was, he was able to kind of like find out who he was on that team build the trust with his coaches, right? That that's an important element of it too, especially for young teams. And I, I wonder if we're going to get this, this kind of uh split situation, regular season wise, where young teams like maybe the, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers and maybe the Memphis Grizzlies, they work hard during the regular season to establish, continue to build on the identity that they have and try and cultivate their young guys and get their young guys up to like, you know, proper playoff competitive level. And the old teams, the teams like the Lakers, like the Golden State Warriors, and we're going to get there, who are double digit odds to win the next, the upcoming uh, championship. I got my eye on it. Um, And other teams where the guys are, you know, known uh, injury risks, you'll get a different kind of of, uh, experience out of them. It makes it Interesting, but you know the the the, the challenge, you know, for, for us, especially as we try and size up win totals for the upcoming season. I I just shrug my shoulders. I don't know, like all, unders for all the old teams and overs for all the young teams. Maybe that's what I will end up doing. JJ, I like the strategy of that. Um, the win totals mm-hmm. now are becoming tougher and tougher by the minute. Because listen, for every example of a Sacramento, right, like where you identify a young team that's going to care, that's going to be passionate Great about call. the regular season, then mm. you're like, okay, this is a team I want to bet as an over. Um, there'll be certain veteran teams where you're like, all right, they're not going to take the regular season as seriously, but Vegas is going to really catch on to this. They are going to catch on to certain teams where it's like, yep, they are treating the regular season like a warm-up, and that's not necessarily something that they're going to value from a 
wins loss standpoint, hey, just get in the playoffs, make sure you're in one of the top six teams, being two, being three, not nearly as important. So those are the teams we have to pinpoint when we do win totals next year. And that is a nice little transition because when we come back, FanDuel has set up already the odds to win next year's NBA championship. Now, if you listen to the East Coast bias, you know, before game five of the NBA finals, Raheem already made a wager on a certain team to go and win the NBA title. He's already invested in the Denver Nuggets to run it back to be repeat champs. But we'll run through the odds there. And Raheem and House, you like this. I have a special odd that I came up with. So, FanDuel, I don't know if you guys can post this, but that's okay. This is coming from the JJ book. That's coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. All right, before we run through these odds on FanDuel to win next year's NBA title, uh, Raheem put this in the chat. House, this one's for you as well. Uh, You wanted an over-under dream. On the amount of games John Moran is going to serve on a suspension, the Jastrzemski odds will put it at over under 41 and a half games. How do you feel Ooh, about that line, Raheem? Wow. Wow, that's a big line. That's a big number. I was thinking around 30 games just because, I mean, he didn't commit a crime, even though this is the second time he he pulled this stunt. But 41, I mean, Adam Silver, he said that he wanted to wait until after the NBA Finals to announce this. So the time is coming, and I think you might be right. I had it at much less than that. So I'll go way under on the JJ line. I thought I was going to call it's half an arenas because Gilbert ended up getting basically like 50-some games. Now, that was just because he got every game for the rest of the season. <laughs> uh, and so that was, you know, in the nature of 50. So I, I was expecting Ja around 25. Or so, and and you know some of the circumstances. You know, it, it's the possessing of of the gun. Now, one of the guns was I don't know if if either one of the guns identified in the videos were his, and you know what the the state gun laws and I you know we we don't have to go through all all of the legal. This is all about the looks, and this is all about the league image, and this is why Jaw's going to be suspended. It's because he has tarnished the league image with you know um, the behavior. But I, I mean, you know, they need to get through to him. We are all rooting for it. We need him to, like, you know, sit down and have some calm moments and be ready to, like, you know, dedicate himself to the Memphis community. He's already an important part there, and he, he is, you know, his charitable um, goals are, are are on the on on point. But you know, we need him to get it figured out. So I want it has to be meaningful enough to catch his attention. But I mean, I want to see him play also. 
I think we I, all want to see him play. House. We want to see him get it right, though, too. He's got to get himself gonna, right. Got to get it right. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. There were some rumors that, you know, John Morant had a toy gun. And if he had a toy gun, I want him suspended for the whole season. Like, it, like it, it's just no, no way in the world should you be playing with a toy gun after you had the other incident, after you had the incident in Indiana, after you had the incident, you know, where you're you're trying to beat up a Foot Locker employee. There's no reason to play with a toy gun. And just as a black man in society, we all saw what happened with Tamir Rice, 12 year old kid in Cleveland, got shot for playing with a toy gun. Why are you playing with a toy gun as an NBA athlete? So I hope that rumor isn't true. We'll see what happens with John Morant. And uh, I guess my line wasn't great because Raheem and House are like, yeah, I'm going way under on that. So I guess I don't have a future, <laughs> Raheem, uh, as an odds maker. <laughs> All right. Well, our friends at FanDuel have put up the odds already for next year's NBA title. Now, mind you, we have not seen how NBA free agency is going to play out. Uh, I don't think the draft is necessarily going to be the be-all, end-all as far as these championship odds. But we do have a draft that's coming up next week. Uh, here's the early look ahead. Raheem, you might have moved the number because Denver went from plus 500. They are now at plus 460 to win next year's NBA title. And they are a co-favorite because they are right there with the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis. And of course, they'll have a new coach. So Denver and Milwaukee at plus 460. The Boston Celtics last year's Eastern Conference Finals team and a bitter disappointment losing to the Miami Heat in seven. They're plus 500. Phoenix, 7 to 1. All right, now we get the double digit odds. House mentioned this Golden State, 12 to 1. Philadelphia, 13 to 1. The Lakers, 15 to 1. Now we get nuts. Cleveland, who's way too high on this list at 21 to 1. Did they watch that series against the Knicks? They should be much higher than that. LA Clippers, plus 2,300. Miami and Dallas at 27 to 1. So no respect for the Miami Heat. Memphis at 30 to 1. New Orleans at 36 to 1. Sacramento at 45 to 1. And I'll leave it off with my beloved New York Knicks at 50 to 1 to win next year's NBA title. Okay, House, I'm going to start with you on this one because Raheem already mentioned one of the plays that he has already made. So I read off a bunch of teams, a bunch of odds. What stands out? I'm shocked. I'm stunned. I'm appalled. The Miami Heat at the same number as the Dallas Mavericks, have we just, did we not just watch the Miami Heat? The Miami Heat have been in the Eastern Conference Finals three out of the last four years. They made it to the NBA Finals twice in the last four years. I At 27 to 1, that implied probability, I can't do the math off the top of my head, but it's like less than a 10% chance, right, Dream? Like, you know, something, something crazy. Um, what we just observed with this Miami Heat team and two months living heat culture. Do you think that the Miami Heat might be an attractive destination for some player that's in a, in a situation or team where he's like, man, I don't like this situation. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a change. An important player, a player that, you know, and I, I don't have the the name of who this player might be, but Miami is a top three destination in the United States on planet Earth. And especially for an NBA player, and all they do is go to the NBA uh, finals. All they do is go to the conference finals in the East. They have the the undisputed best coach in the NBA, twenty seven to one. That's a two handed play for me right now, sight unseen. I'm walking in. I'm just putting that money down. 
two units on the Miami Heat because who knows what the hell's going to happen with free agency, with players who are dissatisfied with their situation. The Heat take big swings. We know that much, fellas. I'm on the Heat. Give me the Heat. I think that's a good wager. And you don't have the name of the player, but I actually do. And I think it's Damian Lillard. He came out and said that he doesn't want to go to Boston. Under no circumstances will he go to Boston. And he also said if Miami won the championship, he wouldn't go there. But he said Bam Adebayo is his guy. And we all know the NBA is based on friendships. If you could play with one of your friends and you could play in a place like Miami with Pat Riley and Eric Spostra, I mean, the sky's the limit. So I do like that number grab right there. I think that's a good one. I love it. I love it. Let's make it three for three. I'm firing on it now. We're not getting 27 to one if they're going to make a big splash like that. And to your point, Raheem, you know, it's funny with Dame Willard. On certain teams, I'd be like, eh, I'm worried about the age. I'm worried about father time. Him in Miami, in that weather, with that culture, with Jimmy Butler, with Bam Adebayo, oh my goodness, that is that is a slam dunk. If the Heat go and get Damian Lillard, we might be talking about them again, fighting themselves to the NBA Finals. And oh, by the way, we will not be getting 27-1 on that particular number. So I like that. That was one that stood out to me. House, here's another one I like. And I know it went really poorly for them in the postseason at the end. They, they looked like a team that was outclassed by the Denver Nuggets. The Lakers. I see the Lakers at 15-1. They found it in the second half of the year. And I know they got some cap questions they got to figure out. But assuming Austin Reeves is back, assuming they can somehow, some way keep Hachimura, which I don't know if they can, but they are the Lakers. So if they lose, let's say, Hachimura, maybe they go and bring in somebody else who is a compliment. Anthony Davis, I know I'm betting on health. LeBron James at his age, I know I'm betting on health. Is he, He's coming back. So save, save me the nonsense of, oh, is he reti- he's, not, he's not retiring. I think that's a good number, 15 to 1. Like, it's the Lakers. They have the stars. They had a run. I'm okay investing at 15 to 1 on the Lakers. Your thoughts? Yeah, JJ, I'm right there with you. And a lot of the same kind of informing thesis as to why that that Miami number is attractive. Los Angeles, also a top three NBA destination. Los Angeles, you know, now it has to be somebody that's like a LeBron guy who's who's going to be cool with being, you know, part of the, the, the LeBron, you know, end of career kind of, of scenario and all that sort of goes along with it. But there are tons of those guys. One of those guys is Kyrie Irving. I mean, part of why L.A. is interesting is because there are there are names out there that, you know, um, <laughs> could be pushing their way out of their situations, had the flexibility to find a, a new situation. I mean, we haven't really heard James Harden's name in connection with with the Lakers, but that's not crazy talk to me. Uh, guys love L.A. Guys who are who are uh, LeBron guys could find their way there. So 15 to one. I, I totally agree. I mean, the, the core that they showed us was pretty gosh darn competitive. Those games against Nuggets were some of my favorite games of the entire NBA playoffs. Lakers Nuggets. They were great matchups. There was a great chess match. And, you know, the, the Lakers didn't have uh, the Joker. So they lost. <laughs> that's really it. But I'm, I mean, I, I think that's pretty good. 15 to one feels pretty good to me, JJ. 
Raheem, can I get your endorsement on that, or you'll? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You can definitely get my endorsement on that. I do like that one. I mean, I, I think you know, obviously, you are betting on the health of LeBron James and Anthony Davis, but they're going to make some moves, and I think you know they get rid of D'Angelo Russell, and I think you get another guard in there, and I think you know they're in prime position to make a run in a what could be a weak Western Conference. I mean, you look at the Memphis Grizzlies; they're going to be falling apart with the John Moran suspension. You look at the Los Angeles Clippers; they can't stay healthy. I don't see too many other teams who, you know, who can really compete. So I do like the Los Angeles Lakers next year. That's a good, you know, house. I thought you were going to throw the Warriors my way when you mentioned double digit odds. And listen, right now, there's a lot of questions about what that team is going to look like. They're obviously going to have some changes potentially in the off season. Is Draymond Green back? I think he will be when it's all said and done, but you're not investing double digit odds Warriors to win the title. I think we might get better odds after free agency, honestly, um, because they. I think they're going to try and do something. Jordan Poole, that relationship can't, you know, continue on. So um, I feel like he, he and Kaminga both, you know, might be on on the trade block, and what they bring back in return will help dictate, you know, what's happening. They are, uh, you know, the 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 primary example of what the new collective bargaining agreement is, it portends in terms of constricting and restricting what teams are able to do in terms of paying multiple guys max salaries. So there is a salary cap maneuvering piece to this that slightly disincentivizes me at that 12 to one price. I, but once, once the beginning of the season arrives and we, we, we know where Jordan pool is and we know what, what, what they've got in return and that kind of thing, that might be the, the moment to, to step in with them. And it might not be like that impressive on paper, which is why I'm not inclined to fire with all the unknown surrounding them right this second. Raheem, Sacramento Kings. They were fun to watch. They had a good run. They lose the seventh game to the Warriors. Long shot. 45 to 1. Thoughts? This one's tough for me just because Sabonis had such a disappointing postseason that, you know, it's, it's shining a light over what I feel about that team. I think they need to get another piece inside. But at 45 to 1, I, I can't argue with it too much. I I'm actually have like one, one shot. So I was like, okay. I actually have one that I like better. Okay. I know it sounds crazy. And it's probably not going to happen. But I think you may have some cash out or some hedge value. Go Oklahoma City Thunder. Plus 130 to 1. Well, that's a monster <laughs> number. And I, I know it sounds crazy, but this team is probably done taking. If they, I mean, if they get Chet back, it adds another piece to them. I mean, they they almost made the postseason this year. Shot Gilders Alexander is on his way to possibly being an MVP candidate, as good as he's playing. And they have a young core. I think that number is too high. I, I think it's. I think you're going to be able to. This team is going to be a playoff team. And you saw this is a team who went in there. On the night LeBron James broke the all-time scoring record, they were focused enough to beat them. Competed their tails off. That's a great yeah, point. Yeah, so I, I just think, I think this number's too high. This team could probably be a fifth or a sixth seed. Maybe, maybe even a fourth seed in today's NBA because we all know the NBA, is a, it's, it's about the, the youth. I mean, you look play. at Dallas. That's, see, I'm glad you brought that up. How it's still playing a regular season. That's a team that's going to give you exactly. no one in the regular season. Uh, and, and you know what? They did this regular season. They showed us. They 
in the second half of the season were an offensive juggernaut. Their offensive rating was off the charts. And to the points we were making about the direction the league seems to be headed in the regular season, they have continuity. They have chemistry. They have a tremendous young coach. And those guys all are like on the same page, it seems. I love where Dream is. The reason that it makes a lot of sense is because of the hedge option. If they get, you know, if they're in the middle of the pack getting into the playoffs and they get catch the right team at the right time, the first round of the playoffs, then hold it. That ticket starts to become valuable as, as a hedge position um, further on into, into the playoffs. And, and you know, the, the sky is the limit for Oklahoma City. The only thing that like slightly tempers my enthusiasm is they have the assets to go get another tremendous player, a real compliment to SGA, but it's Oklahoma City. It's a that destination yeah. wise. It is not in the top three. And I'll be that's the, I'll just leave it at that. Not top three. Yeah. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. <laughs> going to have to build through the draft. Not exactly going to free agency to go and get your pieces that way. All right. When we come back. Our buddy is going to be making a trip out to Los Angeles. There is a golf tournament that's being played out in Los Angeles. Raheem, I've done a lot of research. I nailed Brooks Kepka in the PGA. What do I have in store for the U.S. Open? And will it get House's approval? That's coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Hi, boys. LA Country Club, Thursday through Sunday, primetime U.S. Open golf, fired up. Our buddy House is going to be out at the L.A. Country Club. And listen, star-studded field. Chef was 7-1. Rom is 11-1. So much for getting Brooks Kepka at 20 or 40-1. to one. Those days are over. He's at 12-1 to one to win this tournament. Rory at 13-1. Victor Hovland at 17-1. Shoffley 19-1. A lot of juicy odds there, House. We nailed Kepka. I have three guys in mind once again. Now, I'm going to start from a favorite standpoint. I hate picking favorites. I hate giving out a favor because anybody could do it. It's lame. It's boring. But listen, if I'm betting one guy who's a favorite, Chef was the guy I'm betting house. He's on fire. He's in the top three and top five in every single one of these tournaments. He deserves to be the favorite in a considerable way going into this event, right? Yeah, and and I'll, I'll step in. I'll give my full sort of rendition of the course and the challenge of picking guys and all that kind of thing after we hear all all of your picks. But let me just chime in with Scotty Scheffler. One particular thing, in addition to, he has literally unmatched ball striking numbers over the course of the season. And the, and the combination of his off the tee and ball striking is, is tiger esque, literally in that caliber of, of success. He hasn't been able to putt. 
but he has played this venue competitively. He's one of only a handful of guys who have played the uh, Los Angeles Country Club North Course in actual competition circumstances. He played in the 2017 Walker Cup as an amateur. I gave out on Fairway Roland as my favorite bet of the entire week, Scotty Scheffler, Scheffler to finish top five. I gave that out. When I gave it out, it was uh, like plus 155. The price is already down. People are already on Scotty Scheffler on that top five position. I have no quibble whatsoever with Scheffler. He's the guy to invest in. If you look at his performance across the last eight majors, he has one miscut at uh, last year's PGA Championship and otherwise top tens across the board, including an awesome performance on the back nine on Sunday at the most recent PGA Championship and including an unbelievable ball striking performance at the Masters. He had the worst putting numbers of any player at the Masters and finished 10th. So, yeah, Scheffler. We're on Scheffler. Love it, JJ. Keep going. All right. You talked me out of Morikawa with the back, and the odds have plummeted with Morikawa. He's now yeah. at 30 to 1 to Such win this bummer. tournament. He was like at 20 to 1 a week ago. The guy I'm looking at, who's a West Coast guy, and I wanted to find a West Coast guy. I think Holman's too overvalued. I think everybody's playing him. Everybody Learning. looks at him. LA Agreed. guy. I think there'll be a little bit too much pressure for Max. This guy never wins, House. Raheem, he never wins. He's like the. Uh, the Susan <laughs> Lucci of these golf tournaments in these majors, but he's talented. Xander Shoffley at 20 and change to one. House, if there's a time for Xander to break through, West Coast, LA Country Club, thoughts? So two reasons to support Xander. First of all, he has a great track record in the U.S. Open. He's particularly good in general at, at U.S. Opens. Um, he also has a very good record in, in the majors in general, he makes the cuts. He finish he finishes very high and, you know, he, he does have this, you know, backyard kind of situation. Now he's down, he's a little further South. His orientation is San Diego. And that's why he was very popular for the 2021 U S open at Torrey Pines. But Xander, you know, he, he can win big, hard golf tournaments. He won the Scottish open uh, across the pond last year, right before the open championship. Um, and certainly has, you know, all, all of the skill sets, you know, in the strokes gain categories to be competitive this week. Uh, I like it. I'm endorsing Xander. My last one. And he played great at the PGA championship and he's a live guy. DeChambeau in these conditions. I love yeah. it because yeah. he can bomb it. He can bomb it. He can bomb it. His short game has been better than it's been in years past. House, I'm in. DeChambeau right now at 41 to 1. That's the reason to play him. It's because the price is out of order with the quality of, of, of where he's at. He finished fourth at the PGA Championship. He was eighth at last year's Open Championship at St. Andrews. He can't play the Masters. He doesn't. He hasn't figured out Augusta National yet. So when he plays the Masters, he misses the cut. But you can't really take that as an indication of, of, of where he is. JJ, he led the field in distance at the PGA Championship, and he was, most importantly for this exercise, ninth in accuracy. So the idea of this, this, this venue, no professional tournaments here, hard to kind of get a read on what the best attributes are going to be, what's the combination of skills, but but... Hitting the ball far and hitting the ball accurately and then combining that 
with quality performance in terms of second shots, what's coming out of, you know, the, the analysis and the guys themselves um, with early practice rounds are saying, this looks like a second shot course to us. You have to be in the right position and then be able to hit the green in the right place. Uh, my, our, our guy, Bryson DeChambeau was uh, excellent at that, at, at the PGA championship uh, in the top 10 in greens and in, in regulation. Uh, and, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, he was 15th in strokes gained approach. So Bryson at that number, very interesting. Great job by you, JJ. All right, we'll see if I have the same luck that I had in the PGA Championship. House, outside of Chef one of the big guys, what's the pick for the tournament? I'm on Victor Hovland. I had him circled for this uh, event, you know, since the beginning of, of his run this year. I'm not going to say that I had him circled for this event at the beginning of the year. But with his, he is an absolutely elite ball striker. He's finished no worse than seventh in any major thus far this season. He was going... Uh, mano y mano with uh, Brooks Kepka down the stretch on Sunday at the PGA Championship. The way that Hovland just won the Memorial Tournament, Jack's Tournament, on an extremely difficult and impossible golf course that was playing very hard on Sunday. He birdied 17 and then saved par on 18 to get himself into a playoff and then made par on 18 to clinch it. And 18 was playing super hard. Hovland has the elite ball striking that I I, I think, you know, is going to be crucial. He's not afraid of, of playing well on a, on a great uh, golf course. All of the advanced analytics support the quality of his ball striking. He, he certainly has no problem with distance. So Hovland, I think he's there at 17 to 1, JJ. That's my guy for the U.S. Open. All right, before we say goodbye, we'll have a quick thought. The NL MVP race, it's one-sided. Can it be a two-horse race? We'll find out next. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, before we say goodbye, last week we detailed the AL MVP race and who can challenge Otani. And of course, Aaron Judge finds himself on the injured list. In the NL, the question is, can anybody challenge Ronald Acuna, who's stealing bases, hitting bombs, the Braves are the best team in the National League. So, Raheem, I ask you, can anybody push Acuna for that MVP this year? I mean, Freddie Freeman is having a monster year at plus 480. But the question I really wanted to ask you guys, you look at a guy like Luis Arias. I mean, this guy is batting 400 right now. You know, typically when you see these historical things in baseball, you know, you you look at the voters and they tend to vote for these guys. But Ronald Acuna is on the path of having a, a 40-60 MLB season. I mean, like we're looking at 40 home runs and maybe 60 stolen bases. So, 
I wonder if Luis arrives at plus 3,500 is a good bet because if he finishes before 100 and the, the Marlins are able to just, you know, challenge for the playoffs, I wonder if you, there's some cash out value, there's some hedge value there. For Raheem, for Haas, JJ signing off. Good job by the War Gone Warrior. We're back next week. Ring a gambling show, FanDuel TV. Boys are out. Be good, everybody. 